Hi, I'm Princess Rara. And I'm Dara, the Electro Khaleesi. And this is Pink Kink, the podcast where we talk about the pretty, twisted side of kink. Today's episode is produced by our electrifying pink kinksters. Thank you, Jay, Witcherman, Brianna Lynn, Daddy Jay, Fabe, Embers, Blossom, William P., Claire, Jam Today, Lady Blooding, Primal Empress, Roxy, Naughty and Nice, Butte Pain, Northern Sir, Manda Panda, Cat, Stefan, Shadow Phoenix, Serenity Deb, Robert, Ruby R., Christopher, Kilted Sir, Fire Good and His Good Boy Grant, Brian, May Cry Devil, Ruby Riot, Mistress Felma, Enchanted Sparrow, the Wombat, Impact Hazard, Twitch, Lioness X, The Midnight Girl, Sinful, Mrs. and Mr. Hart, J21, Daisy If You Do, Princess Katharina and Katharina's Thrall, Harley Chick, Violet Rain, Serenity Ah, Belle, Puppy Mike, Jedi Kitten, Eric, Cat Daddy, Sweetie Todd, Radically Blessed, Lady Affliction, Dr. Dave, Sunshine, Pumpkin Pie, Miss Tourmaline, S'more, Hacksaw, Kinky Katie, We Mad Beastie, To Be Better For Me, Sissy Annabelle, Forrest Jada, BP Bryn, Ray S, Crash Override, Becca, Sir Sin, Little Bean, and Kinky Bear. Pink Kink runs off the generosity of our devoted patrons. As a patron, you will become a member of our special Discord server, receive some adorable Pink Kink stickers, as well as have access to a monthly behind-the-scenes podcast. Patrons also get discounts at our Etsy shop, Pink Kink Boutique, and our online classes at Pink Kink Institute. In addition, our impactful and electrifying Pink Kinksters get special audio and video episodes. And finally, patrons at our highest tier will be recognized as producers, both here on the podcast and on our website. If you would like to become a patron, you can visit us at patreon.com slash podcast. Or click the link at pinkkinkpodcast.com. Happy birthday to me. Happy birthday to me. Okay, I'm done. You're not going to fish it up. Happy birthday to me. Happy birthday to me. Woo. Woo. It's the Dara Show. Okay, Rara, take a nap. Okay, thank you. I need one. <laughs> no, please don't go. <laughs> Uh, what? What? Oh, sorry. I'm right Wake here. Up. I'm right here. I'm right here. I'm awake. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. I want to be awake to celebrate your birthday because this is not just any birthday. I know. This, this is a very, very special birthday. No, it's birthday. not. It is. It really I is. I don't want it. Why? To the alternative sucks. Okay. Well, there's that. But at the same time, like, does this make me officially middle-aged? Um, I don't know. It's it depends on how late you're going to you're planning on living. Um, I plan on being immortal. I just don't want my right. body to continue. Okay. <laughs> All right. Ready? Look at it this way. Ready? Life really does begin at 40 because up until then you were just doing research. Oh, that's a good one. I do like it. Thank you. Yeah. So Rara already said the F word. She should I she did. should be punished. Oh, please, please, please. I would appreciate that. Here, ready? Ready? <sighs> Virtual slap. I loved it. I love it, love it, love it. <laughs> so, so, Dara. Mm -hmm. Yes, Rara. What did you choose to do for your very special birthday episode? Well, 
It is something I've been wanting to do for a very, very long time. And I know we keep saying that, but like, it's actually true. We have so many ideas and like, we keep writing them down. And then for our birthdays, we like save them. The ones that we really, really love, we actually save them for our birthdays. So we are doing today an episode on, wait, what time is it? Do I have, is, am I allowed to say it this early? It's been like a minute. What do you mean? Am I allowed to talk about what we're doing? I don't know. Well, no, we can continue to talk about you turning 40. Okay. That no, that's fine. We'll tell we'll talk about the episode. No, I I'm prepared. I've got jokes. Oh, no you didn't. Uh, yeah, I did. All right, listen up, sister. In 2 okay, years ready? when you're 60, I'm going to have so many jokes. Okay, ready? Age is like underwear. It creeps up on you. <laughs> so wait. Being Okay, this one. So I was going to say being 40 gives you a perpetual wedgie? Yeah. Uh-huh. Here you go. Ready? This I know you will appreciate. You know you're getting old when you can't walk past a bathroom without thinking. I may as well pee while I'm here. I've been doing that since I was 30. <laughs> you know you're getting older when an all-nighter means not getting up to pee. Do people actually do that? What? Sleep through the night and not have to get up to pee in the middle of it? Um. Yes, I can do it. If I go to sleep at three in the morning and wake up six hours later, six hours is about the longest my bladder can handle. I think I did it last night. I actually fell asleep and had, I, I, did, I don't remember anything until the alarm went off this morning. And that one pissed me off because I was having a really good dream. Couldn't tell you what it was. I couldn't tell you any details. I just know it was great. Oh, well, there you go. That's important. But I didn't get up to pee, which is like a miracle. How about this? At 40, your vision starts to go, but that's a good thing because you can't see what's happening to your body. Ow! These are so bad. I know. I'm sorry. They're kind of mean. Google did not did not do well by are me. Are there any 40 years young jokes? I don't, not really. Wow. So just old jokes. All right. This is really good birthday. Pretty much. Great birthday episode there, Ra Ra. Thank you. I'm sorry. All right, let's get into it because this one is actually going to be kind of a longer one. Oh, that's what she said. Um, it's not a cooch cumber. No. Did you see? Did you see the joke that I did? Posted? You see that I did a little smiley laugh emoji thing to it. That was all. That's all I got. A little smiley laugh. Here we go. Here's the joke. Ready? Oh, that this one's actually funny. <laughs> What's the difference between being hungry? And being horny. Can I say it? Go ahead, say it. It's where the cooch cumber, I mean, cucumber goes. <laughs> Get it? Because if you're hungry, it goes in your mouth. And if you're horny, it goes in your cooch. There you go. So, Dara. Yes. Tell us about this episode and what we will be discussing today. I will if you'll stop messing with your damn mic and making all those damn background noises that I can't remove. I'm so, I have to, I don't hear anything. You didn't hear the I squeaking? I am no more. No, there's no, I have not heard any squeaking. And as far as my banging into the mic, I am not banging it into it any more or less than I normally bang into it. Okay. I'm leaving that whole thing in here in this episode and you're going to listen to it and you're going to hear it because everybody knows how much you make that squeaky noise. Squeaky, squeaky. Squeak and squeak, squeaker. Okay. Anyway, so this episode yeah. is 
It's fantasy books that have some kink in it. So here's Ooh. my rationale. Here's my rationale for this. Here's what I was okay. going for. It didn't Inquiring quite work minds out. Inquiring minds want to know. Do it. It didn't work out the way I wanted it to, but that just gives me opportunity to do this again. Okay. Which is fine. All right. So what I was, what was it? The inspiration was one particular book that is one of my all-time favorite books. It's absolutely fucking amazing. And I was trying to find books that were similar to it. And I'll just tell you right now, the book that inspired this whole episode was Kushiel's Dart by Jacqueline Carey. And I came to the realization there are no books like this one. It is really, really good. It's amazing. It has, it's a very well-written, very well-developed book that has lots of fantasy elements. It has the uh, journey. It's got the adventure and it has the kink, lots of kink, incredible. And the kink is what drives the plot, which is the most Ooh. awesome part. I think even Rara would like this one. All right. Now, in my search, I was asking people, you know, to help me out. So what I did was I got a bunch of people together. We did like a little book club for the last four or five months. I don't know. You, I, I have to tell you, the minute you said... Oh, I'll take care of this, Rara. I tuned out. Ha. So however long it took you, I don't know. It's been I a while. I just get to enjoy the benefits. It's been, a, it's been a long time we've been working on this. So we started with uh, the story of O. Big oh. mistake. Big mistake. I could, we couldn't get past the prologue. Everybody in the chat was like, can, can we stop? Do we have to continue reading this? I was like, that's fine, because I'm not really sure it's a fantasy anyway. So we canned it. And then we tried another book off of this list that I found. No kink in it whatsoever. Plenty of fantasy, zero kink. We're all going, where's the kink? Where's the kink? Where is it at? Didn't happen. So I was like, all right, we'll can that one too. Good book, just no kink. We were like, what the hell? So then I got on this idea where everybody basically was just starting to read different books. And I was like, all right, here's how we're going to play this. If you want to do this episode with me, read whatever book. I gave them a list. They picked the book. And then they got to do an interview with me one-on-one. -on -one. And then that's what we, that's what I recorded. And we just discussed the book. So... They turned out really, really good. I did not get... So I think I'm going to end. So I'm playing this now. Stay tuned for next week's episode where the ending happens where I talk about a book that has the most controversy of any book on this list. It is probably one of the most controversial fantasy books ever written. Modern, I'm going to say. Modern. The amount of hate that this book has gotten is mind-boggling. So that's the end of next week's episode. So just stay tuned. So the one I want to start with is with our friend Emmy. And we read Kiss of Shadows by Laurel K. Hamilton. And Even I've heard of her. Oh, Laurel K. Hamilton is super known for her spice in the fantasy books. So I, I'm actually a follow her on TikTok. And <laughs> she has a video where she talks about 
uh, let's say her one series, I think it was the Anita Blake series, Vampire Hunter. And she wrote it. She wrote the book, the first one. And everybody was like, oh, that's really, oh my God, that's so spicy. Oh my God, ew. And, you know, (laughs) then the other crowd was like, fuck yeah, let's do it. But she took the ill and wrote more spice into her book. And then everybody went, oh my God, this one's worse than the other one. I don't, ew. And so she went, ha ha, more spice. There's like nine books in that series. (laughs) And each one is shall we say worse than the other one because she deliberately like poured every spice that she could into it. I love it. Can never have enough spice as far as I'm concerned. Well, do you like vampires and werewolves, Rara? Um, I actually do remember Twy mom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to recommend that you actually try to read the Anita Blake series. But again, the first one does not have nearly as much spice as it t- does toward the end. You have to wait until she becomes uh, possessed by the spirit of the dead nymphomaniac werewolf. Oh, she's dead, huh? Well, the the nymphomaniac werewolf is dead, but then she possesses the main character. Okay. I'll I'll add it to my very long to-be-read list. Right. Which means I probably won't get to it. (laughs) Exactly. It'll be fine. But let me know if you actually ever do read it, because that's, I just really want to see your face when you get to some of this stuff. Anyway, so the Mary Gentry series, uh, let's, I think we just talk about it in the interview. So here we go. Well, hello there, Emmy. Hello there, Dara. How are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you? I'm pretty good. Thank you so much for joining me. Of course. I'm super excited. Me too. So as you know, this is for my birthday episode. (laughs) Uh, and we spent a huge amount of time reading a bunch of books. Well, you didn't, but I did. And Mm. so today with you, you read A Kiss of Shadows by Laurel K. Hamilton, which is book one in the Meredith Gentry series. Yes? Yes. All right. That is what we are doing. Uh, So I'm just going to give a quick rundown of the book. Uh, It says that A Kiss of Shadows is the first of a whole shit ton of novels. I don't, this says eight, but I know there's more than that now. Yeah. Um, and introduces us to the fairy princess turned private investigator, Meredith Nick, I don't know, Nick Isis. How do you pronounce that? Nick Isis. Nick Isis? Nick Isis? Yeah. Uh, who yeah, fled Nick the Isis court, something, like that, yeah. something, whatever. Her name is Meredith. Goes by Mary. Uh, yeah. Fled the unseelie court yes. to hide as a human, called herself Mary. It takes place in L.A. And then Mm. basically what happens is she gets outed um, as the fairy princess and then has to go back to court, which is when all the shenanigans happen. Right. For the rest of the series. All right. So basically what I want to do is talk about is there any kink in this book? How is it kind of mirroring real life? Is it mirroring real life kink? Like just, you know, what do you think? What do you what do you got? Well, I was a, I was a little disappointed because I was hoping for a, hot, a lot more kink. <laughs> Me too. Because I was re- I've been reading the beauty series, right? And that's a, a whole, 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 a whole lot of kink. What's the beauty so, series? Anne Rice's uh, Sleeping Beauty series. Oh, yeah. You said beauty series in the first it's thing I thought be- of. It's the beauty series. I thought of Beauty yeah. and the Beast. I was like, wait, I don't know that one. No, no. Sleeping Beauty. Oh, okay. 
yeah, there's a whole lot of kink in that one. I was kind of surprised there wasn't a lot of kink in this one. Mostly the kink has to do with, um, you know, uh, what happens if you're a fairy and you're, you know, banging another fairy or you're banging another um, person who has uh, non-human blood, right? Yes. I didn't find this one very kinky either. I found oh, it. I found so to me, it's a paranormal fantasy erotica. A little bit, yeah. I, mean, I didn't even think it was erotica. Well, there's plenty of fucking in there. Well, yeah, but mostly towards the end when she's being told that she has to provide an heir or yes. else she doesn't get on the throne. Otherwise, her cousin takes over as king. And so now she's got to bang everything in sight so that she can. Oh, come on. Know. She only has six men, at least in I this know, book. But that's not, it's not much. And one's a, one's a dwarf. What the heck was he? He was a goblin. A goblin. <laughs> I'm like, mm, girl. But he's a really, really pretty goblin. He's just and short. He's, he's short and he's got lots of arms and a lot of hidden things. But that has happening. No, to all, no, 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 no. You're, you're thinking of the Goblin King. Keto, the goblin that she oh, sleeps yeah, with, yeah, yeah. does not have any of those he things. He doesn't have all those He's things. He's just That's like right. an adorable, very pretty short because he's half fae. Right. So you're thinking He's of the, very cute. He's the supposed to be very pretty, the, yeah. The one is with the tentacles. Oh. Oh, Sholto? Oh, that was wild. I was like, ooh, wait. I, I ooh, know. Wait. I wouldn't mind having a couple of those little there's, things. There's definitely, so there's there's some kink that for you kinky. right there. That was kinky. That's some kink right there. That is some tentacle porn in there. Oh, boy. And then what was really great is they, they were all independent. All the tentacles were independent of each other. Mm -hmm. But if she touched a couple of them, it was like, Oh, that was very good. I like Sholto. I like that scene with Sholto a lot. Yeah, he's supposed to also be very, like, all of her men are very pretty, right? They're all pretty. Oh, and they have these long hair, long blonde hair that goes to their knees or their ankles or whatever. And I'm like, oh, my God. Well, so there's um, Darkness, which is Doyle. Yeah, yeah. Um, And it turns out he's a bit of a like shifter. Doyle. Yes, he is. Which is really nice. So there's yes. that. Um, mm -hmm. And what's interesting about him, I he always... He has feathers. He has feathers? He has he has wings. Isn't it Doyle who has the wings? No, that's Nika. Oh. Nika's like part pixie? Oh, you're yeah. talking about the wing tattoos? Yeah. Yeah, that's Nika. Oh. Did you even read this book? Yes, I did. But I thought it was Doyle who had the wing. <laughs> no, well, eventually, but not in this book. Oh, okay. That's like book three or four. I mean, I kept going. I was like invested. Did you really? Okay, I now did. I got to be really honest. I feel like this was good. I liked the story. I thought it was really good. I thought it was really good. And I enjoyed um, I enjoyed it. It was, it was pretty original. And I love, love Laurel K. Hamilton. But I got to tell you, Dara, I got no interest in reading the next ones. Oh, well, see, it wasn't. Because then I figure it's going to be predictable. Okay, well, it is a little bit. I will give you that. It is definitely more porny than I was expecting it to be. Oh. It's just a whole lot more sex. 
So the thing that I liked about it, though, was it had a storyline. Yes. It actually had a plot. It did. Absolutely. And the sex had to do with the plot yes. for a lot of it. It wasn't just like, oh, sex, sex, right. oh, let's just sex, bang one out. sex. Right. Oh, wait, uh, let's throw in a little bit of plot here. And the characters were really well developed, which would be the only reason, the biggest reason I would keep going. I know there's going to be some porn. I know there's going to be lots of sex. But um, I, the characters were really well fleshed out. I enjoyed that too. Uh, fleshed out? Fleshed out. Really? Yes, really? Okay. I that. see what you did there. Okay. <laughs> um, no, I actually really appreciated that there was somewhat of a plot line in this. Yep. And yep. yeah, you're right. There was a lot more character development than uh, than I was expecting too. It's Laurel K. Hamilton is not very well received because of these books. Well, kind of like what, what Anne Rice went through when she wrote the beauty series mm -hmm. and people went, what the hell was that? Yeah. Like you, you went from about vampires and now you're talking about S and M serious S and M oh, more yeah. S than the M. Well, we're going to do Robert and I are planning on reading story of O and uh, the first book of the beauty series. And I think yeah, at least one it. more and doing a, doing a thing on that. But I Ooh. am not looking forward to Story of O. Really? I, I read the prologue. Actually, when we first started doing this, trying to figure out what we were going to do, which books we were going to do, we were starting with Story of O. And we most of us in the book club, we couldn't get through the damn prologue. Really? It's awful. Well, it's old, too. Well, yeah, 1950s. Yeah. Anything that old. Ugh. Careful, sweet pea. <laughs> <laughs> you know I did that on purpose, right? Oh, I know you did. I know you did. I know damn good and well you did. But you know, I tell I think um God, I remember when story no, I don't remember when Story of O came out, but I remember people talking about it and saying things like Oh, that was very racy or that was very, you know. They would say now that's spicy. Yeah. Oh, it's a journey of forbidden, dangerous choices. It sweeps her through the secret gardens of the sexual underground. Well, okay. wait a minute. Are we talking about Story of O here? Or are we talking yeah. about uh, Laurel K. Hamilton, the Meredith oh, Gentry well, series? Okay. I'm looking at the I'm looking at the, the thing about the Story of O. I'm like, ah, I, do I remember this? Okay, so when, I like Laurel K. Hamilton. I love Laurel K. Hamilton books. One I love thing them. that I did notice. Mm -hmm. Well, you should read the Anita Blake series. You'd really like those. Oh, I read them all. Oh, yeah. Okay, then that makes sense. But one thing that That's I noticed. Why I didn't think it was that kinky. Oh, no, I don't think Blake the Anita series, Blake ones are kinkier. Um, well, because Mary directly says that she enjoys rough sex. She enjoys yeah, she blood. She enjoys biting. She enjoys yes. scratching. Uh, yes, those are those all scream kink to me. Yes. Anita Blake, she just gets possessed by a psychopathic. What's the word for slutty that I'm looking for? Slutty. No, it's like it's more than that. Nymphomaniac. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Spirit yeah. of a dead werewolf and it inhabits her. And then she goes off on like a sex binge. Well, that's true. 
It's not Anita that's doing it. Anita is actually kind of a prude. But Mary, in the case Mary's of- not. Mary's she's, definitely not. She really, she likes sex. And you know what I like about her too? Mm-hmm. Remember when she had sex with the SEAL guy? What was his name? Rowan? Rowan. And um, she used her powers. Well, Because she had been really tamping it down. And then she finally cut loose and let and let her okay. freak flag fly. Let's talk about why she finally did that that night. You remember yeah. why? Uh, hang on, I'm coming up. <laughs> I'll give you a hint. Okay, tell me. It was the Bronwyn's Bronwyn's tears. Oh, it was the Bronwyn's tears. Yes, and she was very concerned. So here's what I like about her: she's a little bit dummy in this way. She yes. really cared about. <laughs> She really cared about how he was going to be affected by that. If he was going to, if that was going to set up that, that craving, that addiction for fairy blood for him. Mm -hmm. And what she ended up doing was giving him the most incredible gift ever, which was giving him his seal skin back. Yeah. So backstory on Rowan, he is a Rowan, which is kind of funny. He's a Rowan, uh, which is a seal human kind of like, Kind of like a werewolf, but it's with seals. Yeah. And he, seal shifter. Seal shifter. Yeah. It's very Gaelic. Anyway, he um his skin apparently when he was shifted to human, his seal skin got stolen and burned. And then he was unable to shift back. So after Mary healed him with this incredible that was very, very dommy. Like, cause that was I'm not gonna say that was very kinky. But it was rougher, yeah. Than than usual, I would say. It was rougher than they had ever done. Yes, they, the, it was rougher sex. She was more uninhibited. He had never seen that side of her. But I say Dami in the sense that she was very much not just she was the aggressor consensually, but she cared for well, his well being consensually. Above. But he begged her to do that. Yes. 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 Kind of like do. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what was that? Um, nothing. Um, kind so of like you do. Is that what you said? Yeah. yeah say it, say it a little yeah. louder. What? Yeah, it's just kind of like what I do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Beg, yeah. beg, beg. Like a good girl. Uh, like a good girl. Exactly. <laughs> um, but she cared. She cared for his well-being. She was looking out for him. She was trying to protect him from her. And so, for some of the downstream, she didn't know he was going to get his seal skin back. Right. That just happened to happen. So that how would you compare to- that? Like, how does that compare to real life kink? What we do, you already compared yourself to him saying, you know, like you beg, like he begged, but I find mm-hmm. it interesting that you said how caring and protective she was. Mm-hmm. No, my dominance that way with me. Mm-hmm. He's constantly, he's constantly making sure I'm okay. So even though she was a lot rougher than usual, she was a lot more sadistic with him in that scene than they mm-hmm. had ever been. It was consensual. Yep. Not he only was good with it. Yeah. No. Well, I mean, he asked for it. They kind mm-hmm. did they negotiate it a little bit? She told him what was going to happen and what could happen to him and what the downs, oh. the downside could be. So right? risk aware consensual kink. Correct. And then he, then they, you know, went ham. Mm-hmm. 
and but she was very caring. She was a very attentive dom. Yeah. And then I want to go into at one point with uh, the goblins. So she had this whole background on goblin sex. And if you don't negotiate it correctly. Oh, yeah. Bad news bears. Right. And they did have a character in there, Reese, mm-hmm. who did not mm-hmm. negotiate correctly and ended up losing right. an eye. Mm-hmm. But which I don't understand if they can regenerate everything. How come his eye? Yeah, never why didn't he get his eye bucket? I know, right? That doesn't that doesn't make that any makes sense, no okay. sense to me. Anyway, that's that's fiction. a plot you hole. But that. whatever, mm-hmm. she did negotiate with keto. Mm-hmm. Hardcore negotiation. Oh yeah, oh yeah. She knew exactly where to draw the line. Mm-hmm. Now, so that to me shows limits. Yes, it shows negotiation. Mm-hmm. She was still in control. Yeah, absolutely. She had not lost her mind. She had not like lost her mind to sex, you know? Got yeah, no, it, it was very, it, that part was actually really well done. And she was trying to get it so that she wasn't going to have sex with, with keto, but that there was going to be a skin contact. Well, she right? needed for that particular scene, she needed him to bite her. Yes. And boy, did he ever, because she felt it the next morning. Yes. So it was something about some bonding thing, but um, yes. she so said. That, that supplied, the, that satisfied the terms of her agreement with the Goblin King so that she would have his protection. Right. Right, right, right. There had to be some skin. Or blood or something. Or flesh. Yeah, something it was like flesh. 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 But I think That's it was like, right no, word. the negotiation was no chunks taken out. Right. Right. So, she had a hard time healing, though. Yeah. Well, you should see what they get into later. Well, you ought to see what I look like. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, you know, there's little bites and there's. Oh, I thought you were getting up to actually show me. I was like, oh. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, I could. Oh, man, I got one. I mean, you could. I... Nobody else is going to see it because you're on a podcast, mm. but I could see it. Man. you Didn't you see it the other night? Girl, I don't pay attention. No, you didn't see it because I was on my back. I wasn't paying attention. That's true. All I cared yeah. about was getting those nipple clamps on you. What can I say? <gasps> Woo. Yeah, you are definitely a screamer. Yeah, and or, your no, point is not a screamer. You go, oh, whoa, oh, oh. <laughs> it was pretty that was funny. Good man, <laughs> that was really good. So, woo, I, woo, 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 woo. <laughs> yeah, I remember that one too. Yeah, I just okay. Going back to the story, kind of keep Who's us on sorry? track. I'm podcast yeah. doming right now. Okay, do that. I well, that's funny. <laughs> don't see this as. I don't see this as very kinky. There's a there's kinky elements in it. It's like it's fantasy with kink and BDSM elements. Elements. So we've got the dom. We've got the negotiation. There was rack. What else was there? Um, oh, I would say that some of the guards. Um, would be uh, accepting, would be doing uh, personal responsibility. Um, they were, they were really. Remember that one guy who hadn't had sex in eight hundred years. Was that Frost or was that Doyle? 
no frost. Oh yeah, frost. Oh, he, what he, she was. I don't oh, like him. God. I don't either. But 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 he was very he was very conscious of how he would he might respond. Oh, right? he hadn't had sex in eight hundred years. She kisses him, and he was like, "Yeah, okay, that was meh." And then she changed position, and then he kind of got into it. Now I he can identify did. with that. You're it right. wasn't 800 he... years, but it was 20. Oh. And then, I know, it's a long story. Well, maybe it wasn't 20, whatever. Long and, ass time. Long ass time. And um, he, he was really like, I'm afraid I'm going to hurt you. Yes. And, and she was kind of like, yeah, you're not gonna. Well, he did, but she oh, was yeah. also like, I like it. I like it like that. Harder, daddy, harder. So, yeah, all in all, do you have like any sum ups that you want to give or like because I I'm pretty sure that I'm going with it's really an erotic paranormal fantasy with some yeah. kink in it. I mean, if I think it, if, if it's going to get kinkier later on, then it's worth a read. But if you're looking for hardcore kink or hardcore BDSM, no. Maybe I've been reading too much really hardcore stuff. Well, so that's not my genre. I don't like the hardcore, crazy kink BDSM stuff. This is why I'm choosing to do these. Oh. So I, I'm going to stop the interview. Okay. You did amazing. Well, thank you, darling. Thank you so much. It was wonderful. Thank you. That was fun. Let's do it again real soon. Okay. We'll do another book. Okay. Okay. Bye. Bye. All right. That was Emmy reading Kiss of Shadows by Laurel K. Hamilton. Rara. Yes. What did you think? Well, I, I have to laugh. I think you get very adorable talking about this stuff that you're passionate about. I'm assuming similar to how I start when I start talking about blood play. Um, yeah, well, <laughs> maybe more similar to how you get when you talk about romance books. Romance. <laughs> I'm not sure adorable is the correct word to talk about blood play. Why? Rara, you're a lot of things, but when you talk about blood play, adorable is not the word that comes to mind. <laughs> Vicious, maybe? Bloodthirsty? <sighs> yeah. Okay, fine. You should have been a vampire. I I just, I also have to laugh because one of the reasons that I choose to read romance is it's an escape for me and it's a, it's an, I don't have to think really hard about it. (laughs) So listening to you guys really go in depth and and analyze and critique the book just makes me laugh because I'm, I'm over here eating popcorn with my romance novels just not thinking that hard. Oh no, we we went into it. Yes, we did. So, is there any <laughs> like um you don't want to read this one, do you? I I will confess that I probably well, well with the exception of one which um I actually have read. So, oh, which one? <laughs> oh, you you want me to oh, give no, no, it no, away no, no. now? Not now, not now. Wait until we get to it. So, but, but this one, Kiss of Shadows, that's a no? It, it's not that it sounds like a bad book. It's just not my style. You're not into tentacle sex? 
you know, I once had the joy and pleasure of reading a um, toaster oven romance. I'm sorry, a what? Though, well, I, romance is kind of a strong word, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm confused. A toaster. It was it was a love story between a man and his toaster oven, and his toaster at the toaster oven, but the toaster, the ones where the slots on the top. And he would have sex with his um, toaster by inserting his okay, penis into no, the slots. No, that's where we go. No, because that's some dangerous electro and that's how you burn your dick off. And no. No. <laughs> Putting your dick in some slots is all well and good, but not a toaster. No. How do you read this crap? Um, We were really drunk. It was a group of us oh my God. sitting in a hotel room really drunk but there is actually if you are really interested in tentacle sex there there are books out there yes yeah it's you know you can find stuff for just about anything oh yes you can all right so the next one that we're going to go into the next one i want to talk about is the book lady of rooksgrave manor which is i forgot who the author is and i'm not pulling it up right now but it's really easy to find and I did this with our friend Loso. Welcome back to another interview. This one is with Loso, and she is a patron of Pink Kink Podcast. For a while now. Oh, yeah. No, you're one of the, I'm not going to say Early oldest. Adopter. Early adopter. Early adopter. Yes, that's a good one. And uh, very active. I think I started listening with like episode four maybe oh dear god so you listened out of order we're doing glossaries and that sort of thing oh yeah that was like two or three mm -hmm. i think episode four was like munches or something like that could be yeah Don't no you were really early in there so that's awesome we love you <laughs> anyway <laughs> you and i read the same book for this. Yes, yeah, Lady you want to give it an intro? Well, Lady of Rooksgrave Manor by Catherine Moon. And mm -hmm. it is mm, a paranormal why choose historical smut fest of some yeah, sort. With with kink. Mm-hmm. Gotta Plenty have that. It. Gotta have that kink. Definitely kink. I would say this one has explicit kink oh extremely one of the questions i really love asking in this like and we'll come back to it i just find this funny for this one especially i like to ask how close is this book to reality of kink oh well <laughs> certain aspects are extremely realistic and then other aspects like an invisible man or a monster or all the various uh, genitalia. Those are less um, normal. Less realistic. Yeah. I'm <laughs> thinking, I'm thinking the God with the hooked. The like Sphinx, the Egyptian God yes. turns into a Sphinx with a barbed penis. Yeah. Barbed. Oh Lordy. No, that's not very realistic. Past. And also no, thank you. True. Though if you were a cat, that would be par for the course. So that's more cat than I ever wanted to know about cat penis. Yeah. Hey, did why did yowl? 
Mm-hmm. I no, thank you. Uh, did you know that ducks have corkscrew penises and corkscrew yes. vaginas that screw in the opposite directions? Yes. I don't think there were any corkscrews in Lady of Rooksgrave Manor. There were not, but you know, there's always sequels. I've read the second one and the third one is on my Kindle. Okay. Well, you just, you let me know if there's any corkscrews. There weren't any in the second one. Okay. But, well, um... I'm sad. Well, you know, maybe we should send these ideas to one of the writers. Catherine Moon might use them. She yeah. has some other great series too, including Magical Kinky Librarians. So, why didn't we read that? Less explicit kink. Oh, got you. Okay. I could have been down with that. Yeah, the definition I was using for when you asked for kink mm-hmm. was the characters in the book also have to uh be acting outside the mainstream norms of their own culture. Or Got groups. you. So the magical kinky librarians are kinky by sort of real world standards, but within their own universe, they are not. Okay. I still kind of want to read that now. Now I'm like intrigued. So send me that. Absolutely. That sounds really fun. Like a fun they read in general. Writing things down. So oh, see? writing things. See, now this is this is my kind of thing. I definitely want to read that. Is it still kind of in the romance smut category? It's romance smut. It's a reverse harem white shoes set at a university in a sort of not exactly historical, but kind of medievally historical. Okay. Yeah. Victorian. So, Lady of Rooksgrave is clearly Victorian-esque. Victorian. It is a Victorian world with human society and then a separate monster society. And the two don't generally mix. Uh, Lady, she ends up, she was working as a maid in the regular human world. Uh, She's quite lusty. Yes. And she attracts the attention of the monster world. So I want to pause there. The very first scene that you get in this <laughs> book, with a bang. when she's, it does start with a bang, quite literally, but it's, it's in the, it's when she's the maid. So that's why I wanted to pause there. And she is masturbating. Mm-hmm. Outside, in the hall. In the hall, outside the door of her, her lady, yeah, her, her employer. Her employer. The employer's wife. Who is being treated for, get this, none other than hysteria. With a new fangled electrical gadget. Which is why I picked this book. The second you said that, I was like, well, we're reading that. It starts with electro and then has more later on. It does. Like, actually, several scenes have electro. Mm -hmm. Anytime with that doctor, there's electro. And oh my god. Dude, that one scene with the doctor and the vampire, holy Mm -hmm. shit, was that hot! Well, it's Jekyll and Hyde. So he's got his Dr. Jekyll electro-academic side, and then he's got his giant brutish... No, 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 no. When her... No, no, um, no, the the vampire. Yeah, yeah. uh, Oh, oh, God. But the Jekyll and Hyde in the same body, which is why she sometimes changes the number of gentlemen. In her group. Yeah, I think she has what? Like what was it? Six one. and a half? <laughs> yeah. Jekyll and Hyde share a body. 
Well, no, wait a minute. So technically that would be seven because he could Jekyll one night and then hide another night. But normally mm-hmm. they like halvesies their night. They halvesies, but that's also one of the kinks that shows up because there's orgasm denial. Yep. Hyde denies Jekyll consistently uh, with Jekyll's permission um, throughout the book. So yeah. Jekyll gets hot and bothered and then Hyde takes over. Yeah, and certainly does. <laughs> He certainly does. All right. So going back really quick. Uh, so she is definitely a voyeur. Absolutely. Definitely uh, saw that kink in there. Started with that one. Yes. Um, she's also a bit of an exhibitionist. Absolutely. She ends up on stage at one point, but she also doesn't shy away from dining halls, parties, the front lawn. Oh, yeah. A chair, um, a carriage, uh, just about anywhere. Literally anywhere she can take it, yeah. Extremely lusty young lady. She's a big fat hoe bag. Yes, in whatever the appropriate Victorian term would be for that. Is there an appropriate Victorian term for hoe bag? Slutty McSlut face? I don't know. We'll go with that. That sounds like a boat. It probably is a boat at this point. <laughs> okay, so oh my god, though. Okay, so first of all, we but start off down on the slutty McSlut face, and uh, Captain goes down with the ship, and yeah, no. Oh no yes, boat. he does. Oh, oh yes, he goes down on that ship. Le- yes, he does. Um, hey, what is the um? Just off because I can. It's my thing right now. Uh, what is the speed limit on route 69 what is the speed limit on route 69 lickety split oh god (laughs) slippery when (laughs) i'm gonna have to share that on like an inappropriate dad joke page do you want to know who told me that joke who my dad (laughs) no yeah oh no all right, so it's been a couple of months since I read this. Refresh my memory. The vampire, is he the one that likes to cook? Yes, and he feeds her. So there's yes. some feeding and some messy play, and he likes to cook fancy food, feed it to her, and then feed off of her. So there's a bit of feederism. Mm-hmm. In this one scene, there's feederism. There's sploshing. Yep. There's what else there's was the last one? The aspect because Jekyll mm-hmm. wanders through. So he's right. watching. Um, and the exhibitionism to go with it. Like all of this good stuff wrapped up in this one little scene. And of course, then he bites her. So you got blood play. And bites with blood play. But the bits that stay somewhat realistic are there's a remarkable amount of negotiation worked in mm-hmm. and checking in with limits as they go. So he's like, will you eat this for me so that I can then have this experience? And like, there's always a bit, at least acknowledging, well, you could say no. Right. Or we could do something different. Um, Now, did the Sphinx character do that as often as the vampire? Because honestly, the vampire was my favorite and the Sphinx, I just wanted to pop him in his fucking cooch. Sphinx is royalty. So I feel like he's not as inclined. Like he gets cranky. 
when he's questioned. Yes. And, and he, he really had to be me. convinced to like, he had a real problem with our invisible man because our invisible man was um, low class, just a random guy. Uh, and he, the Sphinx was not thrilled at sharing his woman with. Well, yeah, Schmuck. everybody else has some sort of like magical esque power. And the invisible man guy was just cursed. Cursed. So first of all, he was a very low class dude. And I think the Sphinx had a problem with what the heck was her name? I am blanking on it. I have completely forgotten what her name was. Anyway, uh, lady or, or yeah, lady. Yeah, lady. Yep. Uh, she will pretty much do anybody. She will. And she pointed out to the Sphinx that she herself is low class. That, you know, if he has a problem with invisible man he should have a problem with her because she's a maid or was a maid yeah she was a maid and Mm -hmm. that so he's convincible but he's definitely not well it took the whole goddamn book Mm mm-hmm yeah like i really disliked that fucker for most of the book (laughs) i disliked him and honestly i didn't really like the invisible man either he did not ask for consent as no. much. No, he was like a uh, invisible man sleeping in your bed, Ghostbusters routine. Well, was also the fact that he got forward. in there and he was spying on her in the first place. That's watching her without consent. That's straight mm-hmm. up stalker. Yeah. No, he he had some issues. Yeah, she needs a little bit more. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. Common sense. She needs a discretion, I think. She needs to work her on her discretion. I liked that the witch who ran the oh, I love the her. So she she loses her job as a maid. She hooks up with Jekyll and Hyde um, for happy fun times, and they refer her to what is essentially a high class brothel for human women who enjoy dallying with monsters. monsters. Yeah, um, some of the human women are clearly not enjoying it as much as others no Um, that character was a really cool throw-in and she literally is saying i'm doing it because the money is good the money is good and there really wasn't like sex worker shame or anything to that it was like okay yeah this is an option well i mean that that's your chosen thing that's what you choose to do Mm -hmm. you may not like it but how many of us do jobs that we don't like because the money is good yeah i mean i don't personally but you know i like my job but the um the woman who runs that manor who who's in charge she was trying to like mm-hmm. help lady look out for herself a bit she's like do you really want to do this you can do other things do you really want this many men yeah exactly so sweetie she this is a bit much voice of reason and say yeah. maybe a gangbang every night is going to get old maybe well it didn't exactly. by the end of the first book uh, and it doesn't by the end of the second book, though the My second God. book switches um, points of view, so it's entirely within the theater. So it's the people who work in that theater of monsters where she does her little electro demo and where they have mm. the octopus monster with the yeah that thing. Let's talk about yeah. that thing. <laughs> the First of Japanese all, Japanese octopus. What the actual fuck was that? Tentacle porn. That yeah. was 
porn. I am aware that that was tentacle porn. I have never read tentacle porn. That threw me the fuck off. <laughs> well, now you found a limit. Oh, yeah. No, that has always been a limit. I just was reading it because it was part of the book. And I was like, well, I'm going to have to discuss this. I'm going to I'm going to read it. <laughs> but yeah, so the, the different acts and some of them are traveling acts and some of them are regulars. Uh, and the Japanese octopus tentacle demon was a traveling visiting star of the night. Does he bring all of his girls with him? Or were those just random? We didn't say. So I don't know if they're they're actors, like employees of the theater. Okay. So within this world, the monster society is actually fairly vanilla in their sexual preferences, in their family preferences. They're very Victorian. They marry in their class. They have children in their class. They do their father's job. Um, But some monsters are kinky. Just like some humans are kinky, and this is a theater within monster society that caters to monster kink. Well, how lucky was she that she just happened to find somebody who would hook her kinky self up with kinky monsters? Yeah. She left it, or she, you know, licked into that. She Uh, sat down on that. She No, she more like rolled over and took it. Happily. Oh, yeah. Many, many, multiple lots of times. uh, More blood play, more feeding, more exhibition. Mm -hmm. Uh, The predator-prey sequence where the, like, were-bears chase the women around the stage. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot Uh, about that one. There were various men and women in bondage and stocks being taken by various monsters. Then we had the tub full of octopus. Uh, take oh my god and she was like can we go find that one again <laughs> yep there where, did, where did that one go? in japan oh no i was like girl how many you cannot fit all of those tentacles in you though they were her companions they were worried that she might have trauma from when she was abducted by the the water monster Earlier in the book. Oh, that's the right. monster was trying to tempt her away from the manor. And one oh, of that, was, that this, like, was the water villain of the uh-huh. story. All right. So one thing that I actually couldn't stand about this book. Actually, this was the main thing I couldn't stand and turned me off so much in this book. Two parts. One, mm-hmm. it was just sex. That was it. There's a lot of sex. Every single chapter had a minimum of two scenes of just sex in it. True. And, and it after was... you pointed that out, though, I did go through and looked at the book. And there is still a plot. There is a okay. like, mystery plot that if you leave the sex out, it's extremely short. You can get I was like, it. Yeah, it's about two pages total. It's a story. Um, but it would be not even a novella if no. you left out sex so that bugged me because to me that's not a story Mm. i am not a smut reader that is not why i read i like plot i like character Mm. development i like you know yeah her character doesn't change much she goes from lusty maid to lusty mistress to lusty lady of the manor yeah Uh. to more 
more, more, more. Just she has the exact same personality as when she started. Yes. She's just getting laid every two pages. If she waits that long, yeah. Yeah. I could not in a million years handle <laughs> any of like what in the hell? My pussy would fall off. She is quite enthusiastic and I don't know, a lot of a lot of paranormal books that have that much sex incorporate some sort of magical healing element as a nod to the fact that you would just have friction burns. And yes. Die. But so usually there's something like magic semen or uh, uh literally I can think of half a dozen with magic semen that heal any tears or or discomfort as oh. they can. Well, that's just um, really sweet of them. Some monsters have extra organs that tend to the area. Um, but yeah, no, later. What the fuck kind of shit do you read? <laughs> oh my God, you have to read the Satter books. Oh I'm my God. Good. You, um, they might have a little too much sex. I'll, yeah. I'll just. Okay. Ra-Ra thinks that I am absolutely the weirdest person <laughs> on the planet for this, but it's boring. <laughs> you should read the first maybe not the first one maybe the second <laughs> one in the lords of satyr books i just i read fourth wing over the summer and she's like every time she orgasms she loses control kind of a thing and yeah. her power ricochets off of everything i don't want to spoil it for everybody but i'm like yeah, okay it's new i'm not doing i'm not doing that but she loses control a lot. And I'm like, I'm looking at um, reviews and stuff and they're like, oh yeah, they're just, you know, throwing in some kink and it's supposed to be that. I'm like, that's not kink. What the fuck are you talking about? No. And that was one of the challenges when you were asking for like fantasy and kink. I was really looking for things that had that explicit kink. This is outside the norm for their culture or their time frame. It is something that maybe they feel shame or have some sort of feelings about mm -hmm. that are then discussed or touched on in the book. Um, There's a lot of touching in the book. Yeah. Lady of Rooksgrave touches. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Not a problem. Well, I did appreciate how much kink there was in there. I liked the variety. There's a lot of different. There's a shit ton. There's, um, there's bondage, there's feeding, there's predator prey, there's orgasm denial, there's multiple partners, there's all sorts of stuff. And, and with there's the an invisible man who fucks her in front of a mirror so that she can watch everything happening to her body as it's happening. Whole lot of voyeurism in this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, whole lot. That was a big a major kink. Okay, I so too much sex. What was the other problem? You oh, said you just had the absolute, the fact that the villain, the whole setup for the plot didn't come in until, I don't know, three fourths of the book in. He's introduced, well, so she knows she has a problematic suitor uh, with the water being there at the, the manor mm -hmm. who, who like tries to seduce her away. You find out about the villain in the theater scene. Which is so closer to the end. Yeah, I forget when the theater happens. Well, it's a it's a big major scene after she yeah. and and I guess it's August and is it the doctor? 
the Doctor and August are are the Doctor and the Vampire. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Jacqueline and August Jacqueline are Hyde and the Vampire are with her. So that that little team didn't happen mm-hmm. until further into the book. Yeah. That so was the scene. Name, that, by the way, villain explanation is after her electro scene at the theater right. when he tried to grab her, right. and that's where you find out. What's and it's like, on. okay, so we didn't actually like that. That's my whole big thing: mm-hmm. way too much sex, not enough plot. However, <laughs> however, the scene with the Jekyll and Hyde character and the vampire and lady together masturbated to that like hell (gasps) i was there's like some comment from someone somewhere that was like hi pleased to meet you i've masturbated to your brain and when no that's yep nope that makes perfect sense because this is came coming out of the author's brain and then somebody masturbated to it yep yep that book has i mean it has a little bit of something for everyone um well all you have to do is like flip through the book pick a random page and you'll find something Mm -hmm. the second book does not have electro though which is why i didn't recommend it it's a different group it's just the people who work at the theater so um massive pain slut uh Mm. is the main hero well yeah i guess the jekyll and hyde guy is the only one that would have that device Mm -hmm. which is not exactly electro no it's not like a tesla wand which is no. what it would have been back then it's just a giant vibrator doesn't he have a couple of different gadgets not in the first book no, no. it's just a vibrator because he's shocking her at the theater he's using two probes placing one on either side of her leg of her nipple of her clitoris and shocking her. So it's touch, touch, zap. Touch, touch, so, zap. So, okay, but yeah. The house was a hand crank vibrator that yep. was... You're right, you're right. He's got more of a kit than I remembered. Yeah. Well, shit. Because that's the scene, uh, the stage scene is the one I pull out frequently if I, if I need some inspiration. Uh-huh. Um, Three more zaps and you'll come. It will hurt, uh, was his uh, little line. I should use that. Three more and you'll come and it will hurt. Um, But even there, I liked that she said no at one point and he stopped to clarify if she meant no, no, because they didn't have a safe word type Mm -hmm. discussion. He's like, you're saying no. So plain language. Mm-hmm. They were doing plain language, and he stopped and asked for a clarification. And she's like, oh, I want this. And so he went back to doing it. Um, he also asked her if the intensity was all right uh, yeah. at one point. No, that was that was pretty well done. Um, I feel like the author got at least mostly a good background of kink knowledge. Yeah, it really felt like place certain elements seemed very realistic or very mm-hmm. real life and yes what we're supposed to do of the book was completely unrealistic and and, and all the characters were completely unrealistic but exactly. if you disregard that in a fantasy history book yeah. um but they were being pretty aware of things at times 
um, and explicit with what they wanted out of each other and what they didn't want. So no, it was it was overall I did enjoy it. It's just not the kind of thing that I would read. Which if is you, totally if you fair. hadn't suggested it for this specifically, I would never have looked at it. I suggested it for the electro. Yeah. I was like, it's fantasy. It's got explicit kink, and there's electro. Um, and I lo- latched onto that, and I was like, "Yep, we're doing that one." We did. You you kind of littled out on that. I one. did a little bit. Like, yeah, there it is. That's, yep, the that's what we're doing. That's my book. One there. Yay! I feel like we need to do a cosplay of of Lady of Rick's Grave and just show up at a convention somewhere. And all right, you get tentacle monster. You, well, you I mean, can... take steampunk and go slutty. All right, real slutty. Well, I just I want to be a book fairy now and make the wings. I I saw, that. I saw that. I so badly want this to be a thing. I'm gonna like go to a secondhand store and get all the books. Try to find an old dictionary. Oh, um, I have one. Like lots of pages. Uh, well, I have one, but I don't really want to use it for that. So yeah, exactly. That's why. Find another old dictionary. Find somebody else's old dictionary. <laughs> All right. Well, this has been amazing. <laughs> Always enjoy discussing books with you. I'll try to find some good ones. And yeah, send keep, you the links. Send me, send me the one that you were talking about earlier. Lords of Seder. Or no, 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 no. The Librarian Coven. Yes, the Which Librarian one. Less, less kink um, and more less sex, too. So you might enjoy it more. Um, I it's just always been my thing it's just it's boring and and somebody was like well why don't you listen to it on audio it's not that it's describing it that's that's boring see it's funny I'm demisexual so like I think sometimes I like reading it just because it's almost part of the fantasy well I think that's a great way to end it so thank you again mucho appreciado have a great evening There you go. That was Lady of Rooksgrave Manor with Loso. She really knows what she's talking about with uh Yeah. Oh yeah, she does. She's got uh she really um what's the word? I'm not using uh, my mind is like blanking on she really analyzed that's what I was looking for. She was really analyzed this book. Very impressed. How did you not hear that? That one I heard. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I had to put the I mic mean, you... back. I bumped into the mic and I moved it away from my mouth, so I had no choice but to move You're it back. You're still doing it. Ah! <laughs> Are you trying to kill me? It's my birthday episode. Sorry. Jesus. You're still moving it. Oh, my no, God. No, I'm not. Seriously, I'm not moving. Then why is it squeaking? Now you're hearing things. I still think you can't control yourself. <laughs> okay. Anyway, yes, she was amazing at analyzing this. And here's the thing. Um, I learned while doing this, ex- this whole experience, I don't think I communicated very well what I was going for. Okay. Because this was an erotic novel, right? Yeah. That's not necessarily what I was going for. Okay. Yes, it had plenty of fantasy. Yes, it had a whole lot of kink, as you heard in the interview. But what I was trying to go for was something more 
subtle because rah, rah, well, I love you. None of the shit that you read is subtle. Uh, there's nothing about me that is subtle, sweetheart. Nothing. You can come up with a whole your lot entire of life words is subtle. to use to describe me. And subtle will not be in the top 100. It No, that's not even remotely. So I was going for, I don't, the, okay, subtle minute, isn't even answer, the right the word. The anti-rara? You were going for the anti-rara? Yes, because I feel like there are some people in this world that may appreciate things that are not as blatant. Why? They're, they exist, rah, rah. Okay, well, yeah, we not call everybody that is vanilla. You. No. <laughs> wow, now you're making me feel like a damn prude. I listen. You mentioned you were a prude. I've listened to these interviews you did. You talk about being a prude. Compared to you, yes, I am. <laughs> Anyway, so I just wanted to do something for the people that were looking for something a little less. Less. In your face. A little less. A little less. A little less. A little less. Not a whole lot less, but a little bit less. <laughs> and that was not one of them. <laughs> you picked the book. I did not. She g Loso gave me a list of books and then said this one had Electro. And I went, well, now I have to read it. Not my fault. Not my fault. When, why don't you take responsibility for picking out the books in your nope. own birthday episode? Of course not. I deny all everything for that one. That was Loso, 100%, putting that all on her. All right. Anyway, yeah. moving on. Next book. This is the book that kind of started me on this whole thing. So I, I want to do the Kushil's Chosen, or not Kushil, that's the second book. Hello. Kushiel's Dart is the first one. There's like nine books in this series. I own every single one of them in hardback. I've read them enough times that I have broken them and rebought them no, twice. Not the broken them. I have broken them. Broken them, um, them. I fucking love these books. Okay, you'll probably hear how crazy I sound in the interview. All right. I am here with Joe. Hi, Joe. Hey, Nara. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. It's been a long week, so it's nice to finally unwind with a glass of wine. Excellent. I have not wine, whatever is in here. <laughs> so doesn't look as much fun as probably wine. like. No, it's like fruit punch or something like fruit punch flavored water or whatever the fuck that is. You know, the whole drink your water. Uh, okay, so you read Kushil's Dart, correct? Correct. All right. So just a quick background on this. It is Kushil's Dart by Jacqueline Carey. This is one of my all time favorite book series in the history of book series. I think I've read this entire series. There are nine books currently. I own them all in hardback because you have to. <laughs> I think I've read them probably at least 10 times. I can see that because you would like almost need to reread them to go back and pick up the things that you missed the first time around because they're so intricate. Yes. Oh, my God. The world building is is mind blowing in this book. Mm -hmm. I like how it's like it it reads like if you were um, in the speculative in her world, you know, in this alternate reality world, 
it reads right. like you're reading historical fiction of that world. Yes, it's wonderful. It's so wonderfully done. Yeah. But I admit that I was a little bit lost for like the first few chapters. It took me a minute to get into like the language and and understand yeah. who's who. So yeah, I can totally see me going back and rereading it again. It it's a bit of a slow burn in the beginning because she does a lot of uh background. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But once you get into it, holy shit. And once you like follow everything, which takes a minute, you know, yes. I mean, because there are so many different characters, so it does take a minute to get into it. But I, <laughs> I love like in the very beginning when she's what is she like six or seven, and she's like, huh, I wonder what this pen will do if I drive it through my hand, <laughs> right? And she draws blood, and it's her first experience with pain, which is what I really want to get into. And she goes, oh, I like this. <laughs> I have to admit, I thought of Rara a little bit when it was, because basically it was needles, right? So yes, she's like cramming yes. a needle into her hand. I'm like, oh, I'm reading Rara's story. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, right. Oh, she'll like that. <laughs> I'm going to go back a second and I'm going to explain that. Uh, the main character is Phaedra and she was sold into indentured servitude into a brothel first and then this other guy Anafiel Delaney bought her Anafiel actually recognizes Phaedra he's like the only one that actually knows what she is and this has to do with that pin that you just mentioned she can she experiences pain and pleasure as one thing so very very kink very BDSM right away yep so she's trained as you. a yeah 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 yeah. When she sees red, you know she'll like somebody will do something that'll cause her pain, and she sees red, and then mm-hmm. she sees Kushil's face. Mm-hmm. Is she coming? I'm not entirely sure because there are times where it describes her having an orgasm, and it is not that. Right. So I've I've been wondering what that is. Is that like? A precursor to come or yeah, I've been wondering about that one. Well, so she's Kushiel is the angel that has blessed her. He's like the punisher of God. And like the whole premise is they left heaven and created something else on earth. And they were like angels walking around the earth. It's very French. Yes. Yes. Know, yeah. Did you pick up on that? It's in France. Yes, yeah, and French and Scottish because of the pics. Yeah, but oh my god, the freaking the well, and obviously she goes to Germany. Well, what right, is now Scaldi. Germany? Yeah, the Scaldi. Scaldi. Yeah, yep. She travels a lot. She man, she goes everywhere. These books eventually somebody goes to like Russia, <laughs> but that's a hundred years after this one, so we're not getting into oh, okay. that. Okay. Uh, there's they go to Greece. They get. And I'm giving all of the counterparts in like our world, but it's like this just proves to me how fucking well researched this was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she, Phaedra, is like the chosen one of this. Uh, in their case, God. And I'm sorry, it is so very French. They're all so beautiful, and they're <laughs> all so graceful, and they're also immediately recognizable as D'Angelines, which by the way, 
Dangelines, Dangeli, whatever, however you pronounce that, fucking people of angels. Come on. Yeah. Well. Yeah. It was. It was spreading it a little thin or thick. <laughs> yeah. But still, really good. I don't care. I loved it. Did you happen to read any reviews before starting this book, or did you just like take my word for it? I just totally took your word for it, and <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's what is it like nine hundred pages, and I gobbled it down in a week. So, and the then I'm already. Trip. I know, right? And I'm already on to the next one, Kushil's Chosen. So, yeah, hopefully oh. I won't, like, get the two of them mixed up. But, yeah. Well, whatever. People can keep reading. I swear, I'm going to probably be going into, like, book nine. Um. Okay. What did you think of Melisande? <sighs> the, uh, how shall we put this, antagonist. So the thing about, I guess my, my only thing about Melisande is I have never had such a strong reaction to somebody on on site like like Phaedra did with her you know Phaedra saw her and basically wanted to hump her leg right there on on the uh, at the time so hmm. you know I've never and had the explanation that kind of- for that is she Phaedra is Kushil's chosen Melisande is Kushil's scion yeah. yes yeah 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 I don't know I I guess it it was a bit of a that one was a bit of a reach for me to like the way she was so like Melisande could pull her strings, you know, she was Melisande's puppet child. And yeah. so that one was a little bit, that one was a little bit hard for me. I, okay. I knew the, the second she met Jocelyn where that one was going, but. Oh, that was easy. Yeah. Yeah. A yeah. whore and a priest. Come on. That exactly. was obviously going to exactly. end up. That, were, was, yeah. that was an obvious. Yep. <laughs> yeah. That was a no brainer, but I don't think it's too much of a spoiler either. Uh, because it was <laughs> right? so obvious right then and there. Yeah. But what did you think of the scene where Melisande actually contracts Phaedra? Oh my God, where she's leading her around. Yeah, I, I totally had a wink to that. Mm. Uh-huh, yeah. So, I mean, that's actually like one of, out of one of my like wank fantasies with the, you're wearing <laughs> like a, you're, <laughs> you're wearing a wank a, fantasy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're wearing a sheer dress so you you feel like you're dressed but you're totally not dressed so there's that that humiliation was, of yeah, yeah. And then the, yes yeah that was that was hot well i want to go over really quick the 13 houses of the night court oh god that okay that was fascinating because each one represents a different kink yeah so i thought that was awesome like very well done Okay, you know what? Until now, I don't think I made that connection. So what are the kinks? That, really? Like, okay. No, no, I didn't make that. So what house represents what kink? Okay, so I'm actually going to have to pull up a list. I think it's Alyssum. Is that how you pronounce it? Each It's 13 houses of night blooming flowers. So each right. one of these is a flower that blooms at night, right? Uh, and their thing is modesty. So people okay. go there who have a fetish for exploiting people who prefer to be modest. Okay. So wouldn't that be like a humiliation fetish? Right. Okay, so there's one. Balm House is healing. I don't know if there's a kink for that, but they, whatever. They, they're all, maybe they're the all literally of, prostitutes. Maybe the kink of playing doctor and nurse, you know? Oh, there's that. Yes. So you got yeah. medical fetish right there. Yeah. Bryony is wealth, and I know that's a kink. 
Oh, like people who um, get off on buying things for other people. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, there's that. There's like just literally having money. There's uh, like shopping. There's just at making bets. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff you can do with this kink. Actually, that's okay. a really good idea for an episode. <laughs> I'm going to have to write that down. Um, The next one, Cam- Camellia. I can't. I don't know. Is that how you pronounce the flower? Camellia. Um, okay, Camellia is perfection. Okay. Serious is fragility. Okay. And I'm not sure. So I don't know how to line that one with a kink. I know that it lines up. I just can't figure it out. Anyway, I'm going to keep going. The one, my favorite one is Eglantine, which is creativity. So you have painters, singers, poets, writers, fashion designers, literally any art you can think of belongs to this house. Okay. That is a kink I have. Oh, okay. How does that, how does that translate to a kink though? Cause I've got all sorts of creativeness things, but how does that translate to a kink? Um, okay. Let me put it this way. The first time I realized I was like hot and bothered by this, I was in my high school art class and I was literally just watching somebody paint. Interesting. It also has like the auditory fetish. You know, if you have, uh, if you're like an audiophile and you're listening to some music or listening to somebody play music or sing, there's an episode for that. I, you know what, this is why I love our world, right? Because like, I didn't know there was such a thing as a tickling fetish until recently. So like, I just keep learning all of these fun new kinks that I never heard of before. Yeah, there's a, there's a person that messaged me that um, heard the episode where we were interviewing Miss Marla Jane, who's our, our foot fetish dominatrix friend. And he's one of her clients. He heard the episode and he heard me talking about how much I kick and scream and, you know, like, hate, you know, go nuts for being like when I'm being tickled or whatever. I can't even get a pedicure. <laughs> it literally tickles that much. I cannot do it. And I he messaged me on Fet and he goes, hey, uh, you sound like the perfect person for me. Can we do this? And I'm like, fuck no. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say I have just the person to introduce you to, but now I'm thinking maybe not. <laughs> that would be torture to me. I, no, I mean, I, I could probably make good money doing it, but they'd have to like tie me down and then it would no longer be fun. So, <laughs> well, to them. <laughs> yeah, well, to, that's them. It definitely would be. Yeah. Um, I'm going to scroll down because Mandrake and Valerian are the two Mandrake big ones. Mandrake is giving and Valerian is receiving. Yes. Yeah, that I, that so, I do know. Yep. That one's dominance and submission. Uh-huh. And very obviously BDSM. Uh, because did you to- read? Did you read the part about where they talk about how they train the young kids in Valerian? Yeah, I can't really remember exactly what it was, but I remember that one guy didn't really love it. The one that she meets when she's right like, getting the tour. Yeah. Uh, I think he said it starts with the test of the spiced candies. Mm-hmm. They are never allowed to experience pain without pleasure, nor are they allowed to experience pleasure without pain. You know what? Oh, my God. I just now made the connection. Do you think the spiced candies are figging? No, it's in their mouth. 
Oh, well, I had more fun thinking about it the other way. Well, I mean, you know, to <laughs> each their own. <laughs> That's an interesting, but, but no, it's like they do it to like six-year-olds. Yeah, okay. So it would literally be like, uh, like a red hot candy. Right. Okay. And the, the ones who like it, they keep and they train. The ones who don't, they sell their indenture or something. Gotcha. Okay. You know, that's one of the reviews that somebody uh, wrote that they really dislike about this book is uh, the kids. How Phaedra was, was a child when she was sold to a brothel. They th- What, they think that that doesn't happen in real life? Okay, but, you know. I don't know about you, but I mean, I remember my first fantasy. I was six. So well, I can't remember I, back that far. I, I, the only reason I know I was at least, I was no older than six is because in my fantasy, I climbed up into the tree house. I pulled my panties down and I spanked myself and pretended like all the boys in the neighborhood were taking turns spanking me. And I know I could Ooh. only be I know, right? I know I couldn't have been older than six because we moved away from the house at the treehouse when I was six. So, wow. So it makes a good one. Yeah, it makes sense to me though that you would have kids that young being trained in the arts because. Well, so here's the thing: they're not though. That's true. It's not like they're. It's not. They don't like pop their cherry until they're sixteen or so. So yeah, there's. It's like book learning until then and being like basically the house servant, like you clean up after the shows. Right. Or which, oh my God, that was another really hot scene. The one where she's uh, serving joie. Um, no, it is, I think it's, it's joy. Yeah, but in French it's pronounced joie. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Because I know that because they say be, joy. I'm, I'm trying not I to be a snob. I listen to the audiobook. I'm going by what the audio, audio okay. guy does. Um, what the hell was... No, no, no. It was the scene where they did the viewing. Her and her foster brother, they got to go to one of the 13 houses and they did like a oh, sensual... yes, yes, yes. scene. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that was hot. <laughs> I don't know. I kind of like the one with Winter's Night when she was serving the the cordial. Mm-hmm. Just because that again, was... it was her first like her first party, her first foray into that mm-hmm. that world. Yeah, that was good too. That was before she was sold to Anafail, oh, yeah. right? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. she was like ten. Wait a minute. No, she was. So Anafiel had met her and bought her Mark, but she stayed there until she was 10. Because remember, Anafiel was like, wait a minute. Did you turn 10 already? Yes. Okay. But no, 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 no. Okay. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Okay. Let's talk about the Mark. Yes. That. That's an interesting little touch. So each of the 13 houses has like a flower, right? And they get it tattooed on their back. And I'm talking like butt crack to, to hairline. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it is a full back tattoo. It takes years to earn this tattoo. Once Phaedra starts earning hers, and since she is not part of a night courthouse, spoiler, <laughs> she gets her own. 
it's a briar rose, I think is what they said. And what was your, how did you feel about the tattoo scenes? Like the first ones? My favorite part of the tattoo scenes is the tattoo artist swatting her on the butt every (laughs) time she got turned on because of of the needles and he'd be cursing, damn. Oh, damn angry sets. (laughs) Exactly. That's my favorite part of that scene. And her pressing her her pube into the um, table to, yeah. The grind on the table while she was getting tattooed. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my Lord. Anyway, I don't want to spoil too much. I could literally talk about every single scene in this. I think my favorite part is this book is not sex scene after sex scene after sex scene. It is book with plot that has scenes that are actually relevant to the plot. Uh That's my, that's like, that's why this book is my fucking favorite. And there's really not sex per se in the book. There's kink, but I mean, mean, yeah, when she's, but they don't, they don't describe it. Like I've had plenty of, of books that you and I have talked about it. They're really nothing Mm -hmm. more than porn. And they're mm-hmm. describing every little thing and they don't do that. Yeah. With that. Yeah. The, the author is a lot more subtle mm-hmm. with the descriptions with this, but like, remember the scene where she lost her virginity? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I actually kind of liked him as her patron, weirdly enough. Oh God, the asshole. Yes. Yes. I kind of liked the asshole as her patron and she kind of did too, you know? So. Oh no. Well, what did she say? I love them all at least a little bit. Yeah. Oh, oh, the, the, um, this is the part that I was really like, oh, this is fucking kinky because, uh, the rope scene. Oh, wait, no, wait. So see again, I'm in chosen right now too. So the rope scene in chosen is hot as fuck. Uh, no, go back, go back, go back. Wait. Okay. The one where, um. Nicola, is, is that how Nicola ties yeah, no. her? Yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, did, did you get to the one with the twins yet? Yes. <laughs> oh my God, Diane and Apollonaire. Yes, yes. <laughs> For Diana and Apollo, but Apollonaire. Yeah, I like I like Whoa. that one, but I like the rope scene with Nicola. But I'm trying to remember what's the rope scene in the dark. Uh, the one where it was also, so it was a rope, but it was also a predicament scene where she was tied in such a way. And then the, the knot was right on her clit. So every time she tried to move, no, that was Nicola. Yeah. That's in chosen. I just read that part. I just read that. Yeah. Fuck. All right. No, Nicola's amazing. Yeah. I love that scene. That's, that was one of my favorite scenes. Oh, I love her. She keeps coming back too. It's fantastic. Oh, She's a wonderful character. Good. Yeah. And I got to yeah, tell you, Melisande not. does not go away. I would have thought not. I mean, she is the perfect antagonist. I mean, she's, she's like in six books, dude. Well, I mean, what better antagonist than somebody that you're, that you really want to fuck, but you know, you shouldn't. I mean, they do I'll, end up fucking though. Right. Again, oh, spoiler. I don't know. Again, I, or? If I know. No, I don't know. Because <laughs> that's been a while. Be, that would be pretty hot if they fuck again, even though, you know, Melisandre's on the run and everything. That would be hot. They do have. Okay. I just want to talk really quick about how close to reality, like our kink, do you think this is? 
pure fantasy or like pretty dang close? Like, the, did the author know what they were talking about? Yeah, I mean, I think it's pretty damn close. I will okay. say, you know, I've never experienced what is what are the what? How do you pronounce the one word that's basically like scalpels, fleshettes? Scalp? Oh, fleshette, fleshettes. Yeah, fleshettes? I've fleshettes? never seen anybody doing that. So I'm sure that it's out there. Be, Don't get me wrong. I'm sure it's out there. Well, that would be knife play slash blood play because she does draw blood. Yeah, yeah. Um, God, she's got an entire, and I'm not mentioning who, um, she's got an entire, like, she's got a rack in there in her dungeon. Yeah. So let's see. We've talked rope. We've talked needles. that she's a, she is needles. She uh-huh. is a true masochist uh-huh. a in whip. every sense of the word whips. Yeah. Uh, there is predicament, but I guess not in this one. Well, no, there was one scene where she, I think the lady that contracted her, something about sorting a room that had that flowers dumped in it. Yeah, the, the, uh, the, no, not the scribe, the lady that's the stamp lady, the lady that, the The seal. seal. Yes. The seal. Yes. Makes her clean things up. Yeah. I would have hated that picture too. I mean, I think that's a really interesting way to do it. It, it. You give them this impossible task. And then Phaedra's like, oh, my fucking God, no. This is like the worst thing. It's like, I am not a cleaning lady. And, but she's, what, 17? Yeah. So she she, do, she does it because she wants the money. And then she gets punished. And she's like, well, finally, this is what I wanted. <laughs> The thing I don't get about that scene is if I'm Phaedra, I'm like, I know this is impossible. I know I'm going to get punished regardless. Fuck this noise. I'm going to sit here in this room and eat bonbons and wait until the okay. lady comes back. Because you're a brat and Phaedra is not. <laughs> there, yeah, you got me there. Phaedra <laughs> is a good girl and she's going to fucking do what they say, even though she doesn't want to because it's in her goddamn contract. Okay. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> I would have, though. I would have, like, just bounced on her bed for the hour that I had to wait for her and, and gone through her drawers and found bonbons and shit. Oh, but then she comes back and she's in her riding clothes and uh-huh. she has a crop. Yeah, I would call that punishment. Agreed, especially the riding crop. I love the riding crop. Yeah, Phaedra is like, Bitch, I sort of did what you said, but hit me now. <laughs> and then she like goads her because she knows that's exactly like how to really get her. So I guess she is kind of bratty. A little brat. A little brat. Yep. Yep. Yeah. She does have a little bit of brat coming out there. Uh, and then they have negotiation. Yeah. Via contract. Yep. Mm hmm. Yeah, what do you think about the one and only time she gives the word up? Oh, the safe word? Yeah. (laughs) So that's pretty funny because I'm trying not to spoil too much here in case people want to read this absolutely fucking incredible book. She doesn't do it for the reason that you think she does. Right. No, she, well, I don't know. You tell me why. She, okay, she doesn't do it for the reason you think she's going to. Right. That's 
that's what it was. Like you're expecting her to do it, but she does not. Okay. Let me just put it this way. She does not do it because she's in pain and wants the scene to stop. Right. I think she does it to submit. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going into all any more detail. That's okay. Last thing. We've only talked about when she, before she goes traveling. Mm-hmm. So shit goes down. She has been trained as a courtesan and a spy. She ends up someplace else and ends up using both of those skills uh, to save the world. I don't know. Not the world. Well, save, save her, her country. Her country, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's her mission. And and we have not mentioned Jocelyn. Yeah. Poor Jocelyn. Poor Jocelyn. <laughs> he, he tries so hard to be such a good boy. Good boys ought to know that they're always going to get corrupted by bad girls. Yeah. Poor baby's a priest and he ends up guarding a whore. <laughs> what did he do to get punished like that? I don't think it is punishment. I think it's um a reward, but you know, he probably thinks well, it's he certainly doesn't think it is. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait yeah. to see how that story turns out. Well, I'm really excited because uh his story comes out um pretty dang soon, I think. Cassiel's servant. Um my personal thing is you know how like Phaedra is Kushil's chosen? Uh-huh. I think, I think Jocelyn is Cassiel's chosen. That would make sense since Cassiel tried his hardest to stick to his guns Ward. and yeah, 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 and failed. So yeah, he was also the only one of the what was it? How many angels? Seven, seven or something? Seven. Like that? Yeah, only one of the seven angels who didn't procreate. Yeah. With the humans. Man, their their god Elua. Oh, oh, and that's the other thing. There's a lot of um Elua. It's very Judeo Christian, but like the G- the Jews are actually Christians. And then the Christians become like it's like God's grandson or something. It, yeah, it's it, that's exactly right because it's the the child of Mary Magdalene and, and Jesus Christ. I love well, that Yeshua ben Yosef, which is Jesus Christ. I mean, come it's on, Jesus. Yeshua, Yeshua of Joseph, Jesus of Joseph. Yeah, that's no, it, he's yeah, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, we know that's what it is. But I loved that it was like, okay, we're gonna take these already existing religions, throw this in, and go off to yeah. the right. See, I love it when, because I my I was raised by a Baptist preacher, so I love I'm it. Sorry. When anybody, <laughs> I love it when anybody takes like Bible and twists it like that. That's like one of my. Oh. So that was one of my favorite things about the book, anyway. So all in all, what did you think of the book? Like, give me a quick snappy. Uh, I don't. Um, God, I suck at snappy. Come on. Um, I like you said. I mean, to me, it's one of those. Like, it's you. You're working long ass days but then you still stay up till 3 a.m because you can't put the book down those are my favorite kind of book yeah so 
Yeah, it's really good. It, yeah. it has enough kink to keep, you know, kinky people They're like, ooh, okay. Like, all in all, it is my favorite book. Of course, there are problems with the book. Of course, there's like, you know, it's not going to be completely accurate. But I think there's enough in there. Like, you know, it's a fantasy. Right. You have to check your brain at the door and be like, I know this is fucking fantasy. Clearly, not all of this is going to be accurate. But I think the author did a pretty good job of incorporating a lot of realistic kink things into the book. Yeah. I, I think the only thing that she does that, that's, that requires a little bit of stretch is how well Phaedra heals. Yeah, but that's because she's God-touched. So right. that's not that much of a stretch. It, like, if you read a lot of fantasy, that's not that... That's you're you're right. That's very true. Like think about shapeshifters and how quickly they heal. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Yep. And and the, she's literally touched by an angel. So yeah, like he stabbed her in the eye when she was born. I mean, clearly, clearly, <laughs> clearly, he likes her. Okay, thank you so much. I really really appreciate it. Fabulous job. Thanks, Star. It was awesome book. Thank you for recommending it. You did fucking awesome. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm a crazy person. Is this a rhetorical statement or am I expected to respond to that? What's your response? Yes. Well, yeah, but it's your birthday episode. I'm trying to be kind. Yeah, the one time in a year that you're actually kind. Okay. Yes, yes. You're allowed to have the one day a year where I must be nice to you. That was the rules. Okay, so I have three kids who bickered constantly because, well, they're kids. And that was the rule. You could not bicker with your sibling on their birthday. It was the one day a year they could be guaranteed you would not say anything mean about them. Okay, fine. So I'm giving you that. Say, you're my little sister. I'm giving you that same little courtesy. I must be nice today. But tomorrow it's all, all back to normal. Okay, sure. Wait, we have to be nice to each other at our birthday party. Which in this episode okay. has already happened. But at the time of recording, no, has actually, not. No, actually... Well, no, no mm, mm, I don't know. No, you're right. No, no, mm, no. part part one part comes one, out definitely. before our no, 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 part one comes out before our birthday, right? Part two will come out after our party. Look at that! See, you're already getting old and forgetful. Again, that's been happening my whole life, so <laughs> I don't really see a difference. I don't. I don't, I don't think I'm old. I think I'm just ADHD as fuck. <laughs> anyway, so Rara, the book, Kushiel's Dart. Yes. Very kinky, very BDSM. In fact, the main character kind of reminds me, well, she's who I kind of think you would want to be. She literally takes the pain and transmutes it into pleasure. I do that, yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Except she was actually literally touched by an angel in order to do it. You weren't. No, mine was a mine is God given gift. <sighs> I didn't need an angel. Oh, okay. Mine was straight from from the man himself. I think this one was the Punisher of God. He's like basically their version of the devil. So that's interesting little concept. Anyway, I fucking love this book. This is the one that I really, really wanted 
to have more books similar to, but I'm finding that's not a thing. <laughs> it's not. It's not been a thing. I'm sorry. But that's okay. So okay. that's pretty much it for this episode. Oh, that's it? That's it. Man, that went by fast. We did three books, Rara. Okay. You know how fast I read. So, yeah. Okay, but these were, well, the Kushio books are huge. But, no, we we just did three books. We went through all the interviews. That was it. That's this episode. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I guess I have to close it now, too. No words of wisdom from Rara? I, ha I No, I'm saving them for the next episode. I'm pacing myself. Okay. All right. Well. Thank you, everybody, for being patient with Rara while she did absolutely nothing for this episode. I told her she could sleep, so she did. Um, I am channeling my Inadara. <laughs> no, you're just so thrilled that you didn't have to do anything for this episode, and all you have to God, do you is have say, no idea. All you have to do uh -huh, is sit there and yeah. go, yep, yep, uh-huh, uh -huh. yeah. what, what she said. <laughs> joke, 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 here and there. That's it. Do you want to end with a 40 joke? I, I'm starting to understand why you like to do this. Uh-huh. No responsibility. <laughs> it's fantastic. Why do you think I let you do everything? This is so cool. Wait. Well, by let, I mean make you. Because I refuse yeah. to do it. So somebody has I to. I think you are probably more accurate with the let. <laughs> I, I'll be honest. I, I'm old enough to know my strengths and my weaknesses. So I take no offense with you saying that you let me because that's pretty much correct. Yeah. But you, but the thing is you happily let me because it means you don't have exactly. to. Exactly. Yeah. No, this is a partnership based on uh, mutual skill sets that we <laughs> and, and don't your skill possess. Set, your skill set is letting me do everything. No, my skill. Yes. <laughs> yes. This is just, I my don't skill know if set, I've ever told this story before but this just reminds me of the funny conversation my father had once where he said he goes it's your mother's job to spend the money and it's my job to make the money is it your mother's fault if she's better at her job than i am at my job wow that's a really understanding man <laughs> wow <laughs> Thanks for hanging out with us today. If you have a question you would like answered or just have a story about the lifestyle you want to share, you can send us a voicemail and maybe it'll be featured in an episode. Just go to pinkkinkpodcast.com to contact us. Follow us on social media. On Twitter, Instagram, and FetLife, we are Pink Kink Podcast. And on TikTok, we are Pink Kink Podcast 2.0. Join our Facebook group, Pink Kink Podcast and hang out with other pink kinksters. If you love what we do and are able to help support us, we are on Patreon. Just look for us on patreon.com slash pink kink podcast. You can also help support our affiliates, which benefits small businesses and pink kink. Even if you can't show your support financially, there are other ways you can help. 
You can spread the word about our kinky podcast and tell your friends about us. You can also rate and review Pink Kink on Spotify and Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. The five-star reviews really help. Don't forget to subscribe to Pink Kink so you don't miss a minute of the fun. New episodes come out every Friday. Until next time, stay pretty, stay safe, and stay twisted. Stay twisted.